Potter Who Cast. Uh, hello and welcome to a very special episode of Potter Who Cast, where we talk about every series of the Doctor Who, Torchwood, Surgeon Adventures, K9 Class, in broadcast order. I'm David, and uh, hang on, there's a, a transmap firing up over there. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! David! Oh my god! What happened? What happened? <laughs> I got stuck. I, I, I was going to be in the Bad Wolf Party of, Party of the Ways episode, but I got stuck. I got stuck in a, in a game show. I got stuck in Supermarket Sweep, but this time the supermarket was sweeping us. Oh, no. Uh, and then I went okay? to the thing where it was literally just a guy chasing me. Oh, uh, are you okay? No. Oh. I've, been, uh, uh, I've seen things that will hurt, haunt me forever, David. Oh, oh well. You know, you know what? Just kidding. I'm, I'm, I, my last game show I w- was "Would I Lie to You," which was pretty yeah. much the same. But oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you win some, you lose some. Uh, this is a very special one. We're talking series one in general. We're gonna wrap up. We're gonna talk about our, our episode rankings, our our own versions of the show, cast wise, and general kind of, thoughts on series yes. one. Uh, some thoughts on series two. Uh, just predictions and stuff because we haven't seen series two ever because it hasn't been made yet. You know, this is only, this is only one series of Doctor Who so far. Um, Can you imagine and- if you could? If you could um, oh, I would love to do that to go go back in time and then just be like, I have a prediction for series two of Doctor <laughs> Who. This will happen, and then this will happen, and then the last episode, the Cybermen are gonna come back and all that. I just want to be hailed <laughs> as like, oh my god, what the fuck? You guessed everything right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just that smart. Anyway, series three, master, series four, Tavros. <laughs> um, there's also a very special quiz that I will. I haven't told you anything about yet, which I'm very excited <laughs> to spring on you. Um, so, I suppose we better start off with just our initial thoughts on the series. We can bring the ranking to that as well. Um, interesting series. Um, way more interesting than I remembered it being. Uh, yeah. Obviously, because it's it's introducing the whole show again, so it has to be kind of doing about 15 different things, and it manages them all pretty well. Uh, very kind of constant tone and arc throughout of, but like the Doctor coming to terms with who he is and being happy, you know, finishing off his entire own with, you know, him affirming that he was a good person after all. Um, Bad Wolf's a very interesting arc, even though I kind of think it stumbles at points. But I think all in all, good series. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Uh, this was my first time rewatching the first series in maybe 10 years. I would I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually 10 years since I've seen it. And not only was I surprised about how much more I liked the Ninth Doctor, like I already liked the Ninth Doctor. I already never people would like, who is your doctor? I would always say Eccleson. But I was surprised at how much I liked the Ninth Doctor, about how well developed the season is in terms of like where they plan things, where they uh, where they pay off things, and I was surprised about about episodes I thought that were like absolutely dreck were actually really good, and episodes I thought were really good had things that they missed. And so I was just very surprised. Like this is a show you watch this series and you're like, I get why this show has been going on for like 15 years now. You know, I get it. Who wouldn't watch this and be like, I want more? Just it's. It will never happen again. This kind of TV event that can last that long will just—it's it, 
No, it just would. I mean, honestly, if Doctor yeah. Who were to be, if for some twist of fate, Doctor Who wasn't revived in 2005 and was instead revived in 2021, it wouldn't be like this. Not just in terms of like, it would probably be eight episodes. It would be designed to be binged. It would, Bad Wolf would like be on every single episode that would be, you wouldn't have space for episodes like Dalek. You wouldn't have space for episodes like Unquiet Dead. You wouldn't have space for episodes like, not even like Empty Child or Dr. Dances. It would just be streamlined and flattened and it would be turned into something that's not as weird and as unique as this is. You know, the thing that stood out to me was like, especially after I finally watched Revolution of the Daleks. Which I found to be like a, an okay. I like I would give him maybe I would give him maybe a six or a seven. But I was watching this series and I was like, I forgot how absolutely bonkers Doctor Who can get. Like just off the wall bonkers. It, this is this series ends. The finale of this series starts with a Big Brother parody. They fucking dedicate ten minutes of their two part finale to a Big Brother parody. They have a robot version of a care of Anne Robinson from The Weakest Link. Like, what other show would do that? That's just insane. And I was watching that. I was like, oh, I get why I love this show because it really, it really puts to test the idea of like every week can be a different story. So one week you can have this terrifying Dalek reintroduction, and the other week you can have the android, which is the stupidest, funniest pun of all time. Yeah, I think if it came back, it would be like it, it would be on Netflix. It would be like the Lost in Space show on Netflix, yeah. um, and it'd be gone after like three seasons. It'd be cancelled straight away. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in terms of an episode ranking, um, do you want to go first? I'll go first. So I'll start from the top. Oh wait, 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 wait! Before the episode ranking, sorry about that. Um... I never noticed they mentioned Torchwood in this season. Yeah, they do that. They um, do that here, and then next season they have a Saxon reference ahead of series three. God, and then, that's so fun. Yeah. That's good. I mean, like as we saw, as we said in Dalek, he had everything planned out for like at least three series, maybe more, from the get go, which is just insane to have that level of like, I know where this is going to go here. I know where it'll go here. I know where this will go. I mean, it had to have been a thing as well where, like, he had Eccleston down for, like, maybe two series instead of one, or... That's going to be one of the big, big what-ifs of my life, you know? Like, what if Eccleston hung around for just one more season? Just just one more season. I would... Can you imagine? Because that would mean that Tennant would start off without Rose, arguably his most defining companion. That would mean that, like, when the time came to end the show, maybe Rose wouldn't be back. God, that's such a, like, a what-if that I would love to see. That being said, what we got with Eccleston is phenomenal. And the scene at the end, I remember the sounds like you needed Doctor to be in this very, like, groan-worthy, like, eye-rolling moment of, like, ugh. But I was watching it, and then when he grabbed her by the hands, it was like, sounds like you need a doctor. I was like, yes, yes, she does. I was actually like, oh, this is very nice. I was surprised about how in the finale, the kiss that Jack gives both Rose and the doctor is this very like, I don't know how they did it, but it doesn't come across as like, a, oh, that old horn dog, Captain Jack. It comes across like this very tender moment between three friends saying goodbye 
you know, and they kiss each other. It's just like this thing that close friends who have seen things none of us have seen would have, would do. Uh, I was just really surprised. And then it all culminates in that final moment, that final scene with that amazing Murray Gold score where we watch Eccleston, Eccleston say goodbye. Probably at, after he did that, he had himself a couple of drinks and I was like, thank God I did that. <laughs> like, oh, I'm free. <laughs> uh, but it's just a very like, it's a very sweet and tender moment. You know, I, I was really like, I was dreading that scene because I was like, I, I don't want to accept like, oh, you know, it's over. You got to say goodbye to, to all Eccleston. And I'm so excited for the new stuff he's going to do because I generally think what he brought to the character of the doctor, no one, there are things he does in the series that no other actor could do. I think that scene where he pretends like he figured it out and he lures Rose into the TARDIS and then he runs out, he stops, and then he just, his face just melts into a frown and you can see him going like, all right, I gotta, I gotta send her away. I don't think Tennant could do that. I don't think Smith could do that. I don't think Capaldi could do that. I don't think Whitaker could do that. That's only Eccleston. It's just, it's, he's a good actor. He's a great doctor. And I can't wait to hear him in food, I think it's called Food Fight, or it's, it's, some, it's some weird, some weird episode titles. Um, speaking of that episode, uh, number one on my, I have a top 10 because I, I have the two parts put together. Number one on my ranking of series one is Bad Wolf Behind the Ways. Um, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. Um, number two is Dalek. Mm-hmm. Number three is Unquiet Dead. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Wow. Number four, The Empty Child, The Doctor Dances. Number huh? five, Rose. Number six, End of the World. What? Number, se- okay. number seven, Father's Day. Number eight, Aliens of London, World War Three. Number nine, Boomtown. And number ten, with a big, <laughs> is the long game. Wow. I am shocked at how much our list did not match. It's insane. It, it, I, was, I was expecting us to like have the same three episodes in the top five and then just kind of deviate at the end. But literally, there's only one match in our list. Two matches, actually. Um, my list would be number one, Dalek. Number two, Rose. Number three, Father's Day. Number four, Empty Child, Dr. Dances. That's the match. Number five, Unquiet Dead. Number six, Bad Wolf, Parting of the Ways. Number seven, Boontown. Boontown. Hey, number yo. eight, Aliens of London, World War Three. Number nine, The End of the World. And number ten, The Long Game. So that's actually three matches. We think we put we put Empty Child, Aliens of London, and Long Game in the same location. Oh, the Long Game. Why Bad Wolf part of Parting of the Ways in the beginning? In the first, in the first I just love it. I think it's just so much kind of... I don't think there's a scene wasted in any like either of the two episodes. Whereas I think in something like... Dalek, it kind of gets. I think it's pretty good. I would say basically everything below, everything from one to seven. So, Bad Wolf to Father's Day is if I put a rank, a rating on it, we'll go letterbox ratings. It'll be like a, a five to a a four, mm-hmm. in that sense. Then, 
eight would be a three. So that's Ains of London. Boomtown would be like a a two point five and a heart. And long game would be probably like a star and a half. That's where I'm thinking. Like I like I just think it's a series where it can in contrast to series two where uh little little uh, sneak peek. Uh series two, probably my least favourite New Who series. Uh well one of them anyway. So Series think, two? Series two, I just do not like series two at all. Uh we'll get to it. Um but I think it's just a series where like it's almost all uh all killer, no filler. With the exception series one? Yeah, yeah, series one. Uh I think it's 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 just a it's a good it's a really good series. And I think for what it does, it does it so well. And I love it for that. I can't possibly I'm sorry, David. You know, you know I love you and you're a great guy, but I cannot possibly agree with you because um because of the simple fact that Aliens of London and uh and, and the long game exist, you know? Um I did not, say almost all killer though filler. There is yeah. there is filler. But I do think there's a series there's a series in the future that is absolutely all killer, absolutely zero filler. There is no filler. And I mean, I think you can guess which one it is. Um I'm gonna guess it's either series five or series, series eight. Four. Series, series four. four. Oh, well, I if, ooh, um I would argue there is one fi- there's at least one filler, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in twenty. Yeah, 25. Fires of Pompeii is probably not not the best, but we'll get to that. I'm gonna spoil a little thing for 2025 when we actually do series four. I have never seen Fires of Pompeii, so I think we spoiled it. But I think we we spoke before. Think, I've, I, I think, think I, yeah, it's it's just a weird episode, but but I'm excited. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised. Like literally, I went into this series thinking, oh no, I know I'm gonna hate Aliens of London, and I know I'm gonna hate. Um, I thought I was gonna hate Boomtown, and I, I'm like, I know exactly which ones I'm gonna hate, and I was like, actually, Eels in London had more good things than I expected. Boomtown had more good things than I expected. Long Game was a disappointment. <laughs> long Game just kind of going. Our Long Game episode. If you've made it past that, I think you're 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 in for the long haul. Um, the Long Game haul. Yeah, I do. I do think that it's funny that that was the episode they based their entire final finale on. Like, (sighs) this folks. Like, if you don't watch this episode, and it's funny because at the beginning of Bad Wolf, they have this whole recap of the episode, and I was watching it with a housemate who hasn't seen that episode, and I was like, honestly, that recap useless. You don't need to know. <laughs> you don't need to know that they went here and then they went to. It's actually more interesting if you don't know what happened here before. You just know that the doctor and Rose have been here before, and that they saved the save the day then. And then, if you want to torture yourself, you could get that for some reason. Oh, if you want to, but uh, you don't have to. You can listen to an audio adventure or something instead. Um, can I get to the fan cast? Because yes. So a thing I told yeah. David we should do, and David came out came back with so many good ideas. I said we should do fan casting, which is to be like, who would we cast in these roles uh, if we were to go back in time and we were in 2003 and we were given the 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 the, the control over Doctor Who? Um, 
But can you tell can you tell the listeners our rules, the rules we established? The rules we established are they have to have been if not famous and working at a time, they can't can't be like, okay, um Johnny Depp will be the doctor. Well, no, not Johnny Depp. It can't be like, oh, uh, Hugh Grant will be the doctor. And we get like, you know. No, it, it can't it Captain can't Zinni be Jones. It, it can't be people who we know from the future that they are bigger than they were back then. Or, yeah. or maybe it's like you should be reasonable, you know? It has to yeah. be reasonable. Um yeah, I am looking at my list now, and there's some here that I think you're going to disagree with, and some you may agree with. Yeah, um, I, I have know, I have many yeah. options in my list. I just want to say I am at a very disadvantage here because I am not British, and as such, uh, I if if I were the one doing the choice, I could not never pick Billy Popper because I'm not British. You know, like I I don't know where Billy Popper comes from and all that. So. <laughs> as if that somehow somehow impedes me from knowing who Billy Piper is. Like, I, I do not know who you are. I, I do not see you. But you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get the ball rolling here. So doc, uh, Ninth Doctor, where there's no okay. Eccleston. says no, so we need to get our, our backup picks. So I was thinking, I, said, I already said this one to you. I have two backups for this as well. But I'm thinking, okay, so he's go. He can't get Eccleston. So or he goes for someone else he's worked with. He goes, okay, um, queer as folk. I made that. Aiden Gillen. Aiden Gillen comes in. He 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 comes and goes like, Doctor Pavel. But I, I the thing about Aiden Gillen is that it's Aiden Gillen is such a in spite of a nail choice because I think when you put him as a doctor, first of all, I don't think you're gonna have him quit after a season. And I also think this is going to affect Game of Thrones later down the, the way. Like, maybe he doesn't get that role, and maybe things change, you know. We'll see. But we're not talking about that. I do think Aiden Geeling would have been a great doctor. Um, my backups. So, one of my backups is also one of my picks for another character. So, I'm, I'm going to hold off on revealing who that is until we get to there. But my other backup, and this, this is really like behind the barrel backup. Because I think his energy is too similar to Eccleston. It's Paddy Considine. I also uh, picked him. <laughs> right? Because I was like, I, I picked him as my, like, if I have to have an Eccleston light, I would pick Paddy Considine. You know? From what I've seen of him, he has the same vibe and feeling as an Eccleston. So who is your first pick for, for okay. new nine? Are those all of your nines? Yes. Well, except so, for one another reveal later on as well. I came up with a couple of nines. I came up with nines that uh, have a little bit of a of a of an alternate history to them, and I came up with some nines that are just like if I had to replace Eccleston. So the first one would be Patty Considine. I uh, I like him. I think he's he'd be really good, but he'd be Eccleston ish. The second one, yeah, funny because I picked him before remembering that he was in an episode of this series, and that's Patterson Joseph. Uh, Ooh, I, yes. right. He is in Bad Wolf as the guy who's playing against Rose, but I know him more from more recent shows like Avenue Five and Timeless. And I remember looking at him, being like, "Wow, oh, this guy would be a great doctor." You know, like he even his Wikipedia picture is even a great like costume for his doctor. <laughs> like he's wearing this uh 
this like hunting cap and a scarf. Like, look at this. Are you telling me this is not Doctor? Funny you should say that. Um, for a period of I'd say five. Okay, so between Tenant leaving and Capaldi leaving, one of the names that was always mentioned in things was Paris and Joseph. He was like always one of the people who was like on the verge of being. He was like one of the, the final two options, I think, for the eleventh Doctor was Paris and Joseph. Twelfth uh, Doctor, one of the names mentioned to Paris and Joseph, he's always been in the mix for like this guy should be in Doctor Who, and I think he may be as well for the Fourteenth Doctor, and I think he would be such a great pick. He would for be any fantastic. Doctor. This He'd is, be so weird. Uh, me, Patterson Joseph is like a, I think I'm going to bring him up on any any of our fan casting because I think he would just be. He's just my like, and also this goes to my next pick, who is another actor who I think would be a great Doctor, no matter the Doctor, and that's Adrian Lester. Uh, I just think Adrian Lester would be fantastic. He was in uh, Hustle. I don't know if you've seen Hustle, but I've seen a bit of Hustle, and I was like, this guy, this guy, like him. He should be the doctor. <laughs> He's really great. Um, but then we're going to go into my alternate history picks. So this one, I came up with a reason why they he would quit after one season. And that's Paul Bettany. Ooh. Right? I was thinking about Paul Bettany because I was thinking about like uh, Da Vinci Code and WandaVision and I was watching that. I was like, he's kind of got the comedy chops, but also around this time, he would have been like a British actor who's had a couple of great movies, but has never like launched the way he has in our timeline, you know? Like he was in Master and Commander and then he was in Dogville, but really what kind of set him off in a way was Da Vinci Code, where he played the one of the bad guys, I think. So in my timeline, Paul Bettany does Doctor Who instead of Da Vinci Code. And he regrets it. He regrets it and he quits after a season. So and I and I feel like I, I look at him and I get the vibe that he would be like, he wouldn't be satisfied with being the doctor for like three years. He would be like, I don't want to do this for three years. I'm just gonna do one and I'm out, you know? But I do think he would be a great doctor, and I think he would be able to nail that Eccleston area, where it's like a, like a, <clears throat> like a dark sort of dipping into comedic moment. I think I think especially that scene in the last episode in Parting of the Ways, where the Daleks tell him to shut up, and he's like, "Well, actually, you know what? You shut up." Like I think Paul Bettany could do a good scene like that. Oh, I. I... I'm just sitting here thinking how great that would have been just to have just to have Paul Bettany do like the like anything like Paul Bettany doing the Dalek scene in Dalek Paul Bettany doing you know just as once everybody lives Paul Bettany doing yeah so much stuff up it's so great and this is my last um, alternate history pick so I was looking I was trying to do what we were we're talking about which is working looking for people who have worked with RTD before. I went to I went through RTD's list of uh, works, and I was like, okay, looking for people, looking for people. And the problem is that a lot of these people are like, I have no idea who this is because this person is famous in the UK and not outside. And then I found someone who worked with RTD very early on and who RTD essentially gave their breakout role to. So I want you to picture this. RTD goes up to this person, and they're like, hey, remember me? And they're like, oh, my God, RTD. Like, oh, yes, you gave me my first role. 
And the other person goes, I know you've literally just won. Like you just had your second nomination for an Oscar. But I want you to do Doctor Who. I think you would be great for Doctor Who. And this person goes, you know what? Let's give it a shot. But the price they give to the to the BBC is too high. So the BBC is like, we're going to pay for one season. And at the end, they decide to not renew her contract because it's too expensive. That person is Kate Wislet. Oh, wow. Right? Kate Wislet worked with RTD on a show called Dark Season, which is considered to be her breakout role. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they don't really talk to each other nowadays. But I'm in my head, they're still good friends. And RTD was like, hey, hi, what's up, Kate? Do you want to do this? And Kate's like, yeah, definitely. Let's do it. But it's too expensive. It's a bit, the BBC kind of cut her off after the first season. It's funny you should say that. Um, we will get to this in 2025. Uh, consider for the role of, of River Song is Kate Winslet. And they can't get Kate Winslet, so they go to... Alex Kingston instead. Uh, See, so, I, I yeah, similar brain, similar brain. Wait, who cast? Uh, who cast song? Was it RTD or Stephen Moffat? Uh, it would have been it would have been Andy Pryor would have gone to the challenge, but I think in the writer's tale he talks about uh, considering Kate Winslet for the role, and there being a scheduling conflict or something, so they they couldn't really. She was get into it, it. But I, I think I think I I don't have it to, to hand, but I think she was. She indicates she might be open to doing it. Yeah, I don't think she'd come back for series five and series six if she did do it. But still, it would have been fun. Um, but I, 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 the reason why I picked Kate Winslet is because I think she has that style where she could have been like a like a sort of dark doctor, but also a very human one. And also, I think there's nothing cooler than the idea of them bringing back Doctor Who. And being like, you know what? The doctor's going to be a lady. And I wish they had done that. I wish they had, hadn't waited until like four doctors in cast a lady. Or even a non-white person, but we're yeah. still working our way to that. We'll move on to Rose. Mm-hmm. So Rose was a hard one to recast, partly because Billy Piper is so great as Rose. Mm-hmm. And also because they're so kind of... if you I, like Of my picks, three are... Uh, pop musicians from that time uh, but my number one pick is Parminder Nagra who is the lead in Bend It Like Beckham um, mm, just because I good. said yeah um, I just thought it'd be interesting you know to have to have some like because her stars on the rise with Bend It Like Beckham at that time you could bring her in as Rose have the stuff my other picks are basically um, what do I have I have Carrie, okay, th- these names might, might not mean anything to you, Michelle, I'm sorry. Uh, Carrie Katona, who is, I think, in Atomic Kitten. Uh, Keisha Buchanan from Sugar Babes. And Adele Lynch uh, from Bewitched, who mm. are known for their, their hit, C'est La Vie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think Parmen de Nagra would be my number one pick. So it'll be Aiden Gillen and Parmen de Nagra in the TARDIS, exploring time and space. I would love to see that TARDIS team. That's a really good TARDIS team. <laughs> My rose, uh, I have to apologize because a lot of this are people that I know from their later work. And then I went back and checked that they were actually still working. They were already working in 2003, 2004. Um, I would pick Emily Blunt because I think Emily Blunt, before she became Emily Blunt, 
had that like possibility of being this sort of naive, but there's kind of a spark behind her eye, like kind of like an idea behind her eye. I'm thinking a lot about Emily Blood in The Devil Wears Prada. It would have been a different rose, but it would have been an interesting rose. You know, it would have made that whole like you only came with me after I said that it's a time machine thing much more vibrant, much more real than it was. It, it was in the original show and the show we have today, but it would have made that much more like slightly more opportunistic rose. The next one is Felicity Jones. Um, I'm pretty sure she was already doing rose and <laughs> then Rogue One or something. Like uh, I, I think Felicity Jones, I'm honestly going with her because she kind of fits all the, the boxes. There's no one role that made her me go like, oh, she would have been a good rose. It's just on more on the set on the on, on the sense of like I need somebody for this list. We're gonna go with Felicity Jones. But my last one is gonna be really shocking for you. Ooh. Okay. So this one is the only one that would work. This one would only work with Paul Bettany. So Paul Bettany, he chooses to do Doctor Who instead of Da Vinci Code. And as you know, the person who directed Da Vinci Code is Ron Howard. So as Paul Bettany's talking to Ron Howard. He's talking like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna do Doctor Who. They're looking for a companion. And Ron Howard goes, I know, you know, I have a daughter. (laughs) And so Bryce Dallas Howard becomes Rose. (laughs) (laughs) And this is exclusively based on the fact that, like, I've seen the village, and uh, I feel like that could be a good-ish Rose. But I think this is the kind of like this would never happen because she's American and they don't want. Like, it would just change the entire plot. Like, and I doubt that Bryce Dallas Howard in 2004 could do a good British accent. Yeah. So, this is mostly just me going, like, what if, what if Ron Howard was like, I'll let you out of the contract if you cast my daughter in the show? We also lose The Village, which would be a shame because that's, that's his best movie, and I, um, Captain Jack is what I have next. Yeah. I also have Jack. Um, so, Captain Jack, um, my first instinct, because there's no one to match his energy, is just leave Barrowman have the role. Just let just let him let him keep the role. But see if, if you keep yeah. if you keep, keep Barrowman and you have Aiden Gillen, I think that's like sizzling. I'm just thinking <laughs> of that as like just sizzling chemistry right there. Well, my second pick, if we're recasting, is also as I said earlier on, I have a shared pick. So this guy is both my my fan cast replacement for Jack and also my backup to Aiden Gillen as a doctor. Uh, and this is going off how charming this guy is, the energy he brings to roles, all this stuff. That's Chiratel Ijevor of 12 Years a Slave. Fuck! Lockdown. Oh, shit, that's good. Why the fuck did I think of him? Ah. Oh. Damn it. So you have Chiwetel uh, Four and Aiden Gillen panning around, fighting off Daleks and stuff. Um, my other backup, and this is really because uh, I watched the dub of Porco Rosso uh, a couple of months ago, is uh, Carrie Elways. But that's a, that's a real, like, if no one else is no, picking up the no, phone, I, go for Carrie and just get Carrie and just do like, a, a weird kind of I, dashing rogue thing. I thought you were going to say Michael Keaton. For a second there, I was like... <laughs> Michael Keaton's my Davros pick in, in a couple of years' time. Oh, fuck. That's... Oh, damn it. <laughs> fuck. Why did you say that? I'm just... 
that just exploded in my brain. All right. Uh, okay. I would have to say, though, Kerry Ellis, I think by 2003, he'd already be like, how old would he be? He'd be like 50-something, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, well, how, old how old is Kerry Ellis? He's... He's 58 right now. Oh. So he would have been... Pff, Let me find out. That old. He would be like 41. Barrowman Actually, yeah, same age, about same, give or take five years. Yeah, but I don't think Elvis has, a, I think Elvis is more kind of like a stiff upper lip, kind of dashing rogue kind of thing, uh, an arrow Flynn type. But Chiratel Aja 4 is my number one. Um, you told me you had a, a kind of a very strange pick. Yes, for I have an insane pick for Jack, Jack but that's going to be my last one. We're going to start with the most, okay. uh, safe one. So here's the thing. I made a little bit of an oopsie. I went for American actors. So I went for American actors who could do, even though John Berriman, he is Scottish, right? That's what I found yeah, out. Well, yeah, he's, yeah. So I went for American actors thinking, oh, Berriman, he's American. He could do this. So my picks are, first one, Adrian Pazdar. Uh, Adrian Pazdar, he was in Heroes. He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., He's got kind of a Captain Jack-looking face, and he's got... If you watch him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he's sort of the straight man to all the superhero bullshit. So hmm. I thought, like, oh, he could kind of work that. I don't know if he would work the uh, the romance of it as well as uh, John Berriman did. My next one, I'm not sure if this one would work as much as I think it would in my brain, but Clifton Collins Jr., Ooh. right? I kind of... He's... You know, I was thinking about uh, traffic and uh, all some of his work, and I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, I could kind of like see him working like this. You know, maybe. Um, <laughs> I kind of like mm, if you do this and if you do that. But in terms of like picks, I think, and now we go to my chaos picks. These are people who just completely change the vibe of the show, but I think for the better. Uh, my third pick is Paget Brewster. Ooh. So she's in, uh, I think it's a Criminal Minds or something, mm-hmm. but I really watch her more on Community. And her character in Community is, again, kind of like the straight woman to the wackiness of the show while also being wacky in her own way. And I feel like she could nail that whole vibe of like, yeah, I'm from space, but even the doctor kind of weirds me out a little bit. Uh, I think she would do really good. I would like to see that. I th- I would just like to see Paige Bruce or any more things. She's just really... Fun. But my last one is my insane. Oh, this is my chaos. So here's what we need to happen for this. First off, the WB, when launching their new network, decided not to bank on comedy as much as they did in this timeline. As such, this one show gets canceled after the first season. Because this show gets canceled after the first season, the lead actor doesn't become as much of a hit. He doesn't get cast in the Michael Mann movie. He doesn't secure financing for the movie that earned him an Oscar nomination. And there's one movie that still happens in this timeline, breaking all the rules, bombs. And that's why when RTD comes to call in, Jamie Fox picks up the phone (laughs) and plays Captain Jack. Here's the thing, though. I think Jamie Foxx's Captain Jack would not be pansexual. I think Jamie Foxx would have been like, no, I gotta be... (laughs) with the ladies and all that. No offense on him. It's just not his vibe from what I've seen of his work. That being said, I do think Jamie Foxx has a style 
that would have brought something different to Jack. Oh, you know? That is chaotic, as you said. Right? It's an insane yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was looking at like I was thinking actors who were big in the nineties and I still remember collateral. I was thinking, no. Jimmy Fox would be a good guy. <laughs> it just kept it just kept flowing in my head and I was like, right, right, Jimmy Fox, Jimmy Fox. And then I just put it in the list like I kinda wanna see it now. I just feel like maybe he would have been a good Captain Jack. Maybe not. So my final team is Aiden Gillen, Parminda Nagra, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh my final pick, if I could be like, I want this, it would be um uh, either either Adrian Lester or uh, Patterson Joseph, or uh, Paul Bettany. Mm, I'll actually go with Patterson Joseph. I would go with Pat- Like, that's the one I'm mostly like, mm, this would be really good. And this would be really, really good to the show as a whole. Uh, I would go Patterson Joseph, Emily Blunt, and then as Captain Jack, I would put, just because I want to see how it looks, Paige Brewster. Not because she would be the best replacement for Barryman, but because I really want to see what happens. I just want to see what happens, you know? Sometimes you just want to do some chaos. <laughs> uh, speaking of chaos, uh, surprise time. Um, so earlier on today, I was sitting down and thinking, okay, we're doing the wrap-up. And I realized I have the Doctor Who annual from 2006 lying around. So I went to get the, the annual and I looked inside and there is a unit initiation test. So I'm going to give you the test to see if you can join unit and change the world. Uh, based on the answers here. So there's one, two, three, four questions to ask you. Okay. So question one. How many letters are there in the Dalek alphabet? Four. We'll get the answers afterwards. Uh, Question two. If it takes one auton, 10 minutes to fill a bath using both taps, how long will it take two autons to fill the same bath using one tap? Um, the same time. Question three. What is deadly and invisible? A fart. And question four. Raxacorico Falibatorius is the home planet of the Slovene family, but can you spell it? R-A-X-I-C-O-P-H-A-L-E. E-X-T-A-R-I-U-S. Okay, so... Okay, one, one of the answers here is bullshit. We'll get to that. There are 16 letters in the phrase, the Dalek alphabet. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, you, if you remember to say that the bath must be emptied first, then 20 minutes. If you didn't, then it would take no time at all, as the bath is already full. Uh, question three, the answer to what is deadly and invisible is no Daleks, exclamation point, uh, which is nothing. And, no, we're just going to go apart. Yeah. And any, and, uh, how to spell Rassacorifalaptorius, any of the following answers is acceptable, okay? Yes, no, and IT. IT? Uh, can you spell it? It's, it's, ah. the old, it's the old, can you spell it gag. Uh, also in- I hate this so much. <laughs> Uh, also in this annual, there is a couple of short stories which we won't get to because it's going to take too long, but they look very interesting. Uh, there's a whole... There's one by Paul Cornell called The Masks of Macassar. Uh, there's one by Robert Shearman 
called, uh, what's it called? It's called Pitter Patter, uh, which seems interesting. It's also very famously uh, by Stephen Moffat, a story entitled What I Did in My Christmas Holidays by Sally Sparrow. Uh, the one that became Blink, yes. Uh, there's a very a very funny uh, illustration of Christopher Eccleston that I'll send you afterwards because the expression he has is very kind of... I don't even know what that, how to describe it. Um, but yeah, that's series one of of both Doctor Who and Potter Who cast. Um, yeah. Yes. So next time it's going to be all series two. It's just, it's just series two Doctor Who is all we're doing now. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear Michelle talk about other shows... Uh, Michelle, where can people hear you talk about You can hear shows? me talk about it in Full Metal Analysts, a podcast where we dissect Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood from episode to episode. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Michelle Lichand, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-I-C-H-A-N-D. Uh, you can find us at Potter Hucast. You can follow us on Spotify. Uh, I mean, follow, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. So I'm bracing to find something quickly. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna. There's another series arc we're going to conclude here. Um, yes, it's time for us to say. Oh, it's it's not even it's not even breaks. Oh. It's not breaks. Uh, so, if you listen to Rose, you will know that there's a post credit stinger on Rose, the episode, not the TV episode, our episode. Um, so back in episode one of Potter Who Cast. I told you and Evie you should listen to a song, because it's a very good song, and I did say that I wouldn't play it on air because of, you know, rights, but you know what? This is Billy Piper, because we want to. Oh. What? Uh, what? Thank you for listening and all this. So back in episode one of the show, as I pummel water into my mouth, well,